Hello and welcome to the first ever episode of Video Game Versus, where we will propose two video games that we feel should be candidates for the best game of all time. We will come up with arguments and reasons to support our beliefs on why our game should be the victor. My name is David, and I will act as host for this podcast. My name is Jake. I'm the co-host. Okay. To start things off, let's introduce this week's candidates for the best game of all time. My candidate from 2017 will be Near Automata. And mine, which I don't remember when it was from, but I heard recently it was from 2017, will be uh, the Switch exclusive. Not really, but it's for Wii U. But Breath of the Wild, Legend of Zelda's newest game, not including the up-and-coming Link's Reawakening. Okay, so why do you think Breath of the Wild is the best game of all time? Because it is perfect in every way. It has a beautiful atmosphere. The entire map is just chalked with fun things to do. It's got a pretty freaking good story. Um, the music's amazing, characters are fun and quirky, and the main character is awesome, because he doesn't talk. <laughs> <laughs> that is fair. Uh, I mean, I, I think I would argue near Automata for a lot of the same reasons. I mean, it's got great atmosphere, great characters, a great story, amazing gameplay, and and everything in between. The music, actually, the music is A++++. I haven't played that game, so I can't prove you wrong. I'll, I'll just, I'll just agree. <laughs> okay, look, Near Automata, made by Platinum Games. If you're not aware, Platinum Games has made games like Bayonetta, uh, uh, Metal Gear Rising: Revengeance. These are games that are known for their uh, action gameplay. They're really tight, and Platinum never loses its luster. Remember that, kids. Remember. I mean, I didn't know that, so I'll take that to heart. <laughs> uh, Near Automata, it's got. So much customizable things in terms of the moveset. Uh, it's it's action paradise. If you love parrying, if you love comboing, if you love uh, dodging, it's it's the game for everybody. These games are very, very similar. Breath of the Wild has all this as well. I mean, it's not, I'm assuming, not as complicated as uh, yours. Yeah. So it's it's a game for anybody. It's child-friendly, but at the same time being like pretty freaking dark, if we're going to be honest. I mean, it's about the four champions that were going to fight Ganon, and all of them died, and her father died, and now she's basically in a coma with Ganon holding him back. Yeah, you want to basically die. And you die. Talk... <laughs> you die in the game. You want to basically talk about the story a little bit then? I mean, I guess I did, but yeah, we can continue. I don't know the story. Are you going to spoil stuff? Uh, no, I'm not going to spoil it. Nier Automata is a very spoilable game. I mean, I don't care. Uh, but I'm not going to talk about spoilers. It... I kind of did. <laughs> Oops. No, it's okay. Just censor that. Um, Near Automata, it's it's a game where there's a system for storytelling called endings, which doesn't sound exactly what it's like. Uh, every time, there are certain scenarios. That they're lettered A through Z. There's 26 different quote-unquote endings Dang. where you'll basically get to a state in which if you die or do a certain thing, you'll get a little you know text uh, bar that tells you like basically what what would happen in this hypothetical scenario but there are really only five quote-unquote endings but they're actually only chapters to the ending um, a through e and e being the final ending confuses a lot of people when they get there when they see an ending they're like oh the game is over it's only an hour long uh, it, it's me a little confusing but if you get in there like it's great and it talks about uh, a lot about philosophical ideas about like what it means to be human, you know, even uh, being the main characters being androids. 
and about humanity being gone and it's it's really interesting and if you're into that type of stuff like sci-fi type things philosophical questions it's a good game for that that sounds pretty good i didn't know they were androids so that's kind of a spoiler but i'll i'll let it pass uh, you know in the first like five minutes so oh so it's barely a spoiler yeah okay that's fine yeah um I'm trying to think of where to go with after that. Uh, so are we still talking about the story, or are we moving on? Uh, if you don't have anything else to say about the story. I mean, there's a lot of side quests, a lot of fun things you can do. A lot of, eh, fine, like, emotional moments. It's a really heartfelt game. I agree. Yeah. The, the moments in Breath of the Wild where you're going and searching for the different locations and you're seeing the, the, back, uh, the, the back story about Zelda and things can be really emotional. Um, have you read Paya's diary? Uh, yes, I have. Dude, I almost cried. It's very funny, yeah. Funny? It, very funny. I mean, it was a little funny. <laughs> Link is the coolest. Link's a good character, but he's he's a he's a a character that's kind of just a blank slate for the person to uh, you know play through. Well, yeah, all the Legend of Zelda's are kind of like that. Whereas you know, Nier Automata is kind of developed characters where you are playing a specific person, like they have a personality and they make decisions on their own. Where you don't have as much control over that, but it's more about experiencing what they're experiencing. Okay, so yeah, that's a pretty big difference in the games, I suppose. Yeah, one of them has like characters with personalities that get developed, while the other one is more of a experiencing the environment through characters. Yeah, I would say. Yeah, all right. Yeah, Death of the Wild is more just environment through environment, landscapes, things yeah. like that, and narrative. They are both pretty open world, though. Okay. I would say traversal in Breath of the Wild is, is over near Automata, but, um, you know, there's somewhere in that way, too. Yeah, I don't know a lot about near Automata, <laughs> but yeah, this is hard to refute because I don't know much about it. Well, you, you did mention music for, for Zelda. So. Yeah, the music's awesome. I mean, it's very nostalgic. It has a lot of the old music, but like revamped in a, like a more modern way. It's got like electrical music for like the machines that are in there. Right. Uh, Zelda's kind of iconic for its music. It's got some, it's, it's been using some of the same themes for 20 years or so. Um where Nier Automata is it's, it's a new entity. It's a sequel to a game that came out in like 2010 or something, 2011. Mm. Uh, but, you know, it, but its music is so amazing. I mean, it's it's um, it uses a made up language uh, for all the singing in the game. Uh, like Simlish? Yeah, like Simlish, but it sounds a lot better, obviously. Well, yeah, I mean, Simlish isn't very good. <laughs> Um, but that's an interesting aspect where there are, you know, there are lyrics, but you don't really know. It's more about just hearing the sounds along with the actual instrumentals in the background. It's something really unique that I really like. That does sound pretty cool. It's got one of my favorite songs, like, of all time in it. I'd ask you to sing it for me, but, I mean, you don't really have to if you want to. <laughs> no, I don't, think I, I don't think anybody would want to hear that. Okay. <laughs> um, so, do you have any, like, personal you know, examples of when you're playing Breath of the Wild to where you're like, this moment is why it's great. Um, Actually, yeah, I do. Um, I actually saved this on my Switch because I thought it was amazing. Uh, basically, I was fighting a couple of goblin type things. And it's funny because they, they're they kind of smart, but at the same time, they're pretty freaking stupid. <laughs> um, I was fighting one of them and like one of them was in the background holding a barrel above his head and he threw it at me. At the same time, one of the other bokoblins smacked me backwards 
walked forward to finish me off, and then the barrel killed him instead. And it was probably one of the best moments I've ever experienced because it was just hilarious. <laughs> Although I will say there's a lot of crazy moments like the Lionel fights. and the, Yes, I do remember those. The fighting Ganon in the end. was. I also love how you don't have to play the story as it was intended. Like if you wanted to, you could start the game. Well, I guess you kind of have to get the like, beginning stuff like the runes and whatnot. But after that, you can go straight to Ganon and fight him. You don't have to do any of the story beats. You can go, defeat Ganon, be, be done. It is obviously very difficult. Well, yeah. I mean, they, don't, <laughs> they, don't, they don't want it to be easy. Yeah. But it's possible. But that, I mean, that's something I can appreciate for sure. Mm-hmm. It's one of those things where it's like, it's like an unbeatable boss, but he is beatable. And there's like a special ending if you're able to do that. Yeah, there's a lot of games that do that. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say... Okay, so for iconic moments for Nier Automata, um, this is only like a slight spoiler, but in Nier Automata, you get to basically the halfway point when you get ending, after you get ending B, it's about halfway through the game, um, which like I said, is more like a chapter than an actual ending. Mm-hmm. This is when you get the title drop. Halfway through the game, you get the title drop. Like it, it After something crazy happens, Nier Automata, cause Nier Automata zooms in and you're like, now the game starts. You, you, you thought that was the game? It's about to get a lot crazier, and it does get crazy at halfway through the game and the, and the title drops. It is a fantastic moment. Do you think the game is difficult? Like, Is there like weird difficulty spikes, or is well, it easy? Um, it's, it's not that hard if you learn how to play, but it does take some technical skill with executing a lot of the you know techniques. But there are some, if you're just trying to experience the story, there are some, like, uh, there's a system where you attach mods to your character uh, that do different things. You can basically make it to where you, like, auto-parry or auto-attack if, you know, you if you struggle with, with combat like that. Yeah, I actually, I remember I have seen some people play it. There's, like, a thing where, like, you have an option to kill yourself or something in the main menu. Like, you can start turning stuff off. Uh, yeah, there's like a your OS chip, basically. You can just take it out and you'll die. That's funny. And you'll explode. So it's like kind of a funny game at the same time. Yeah, that's one of the endings, actually. You I don't just remember. kill yourself? Yeah. <laughs> that's pretty funny. Yeah. No, it, it's, a, it's a very fun time. It, well, most of the story is not a fun time. It's kind of dark, of course, you know, similar to Legend of Zelda, but more in a direct way. Yeah, Legend it's of Zelda not... is like secretly dark. It's like, oh, look at this fun. You get to fight these monsters. And it's like, yeah, all these people are dead because of... Uh, because she couldn't unlock her power, and it's freaking awful. It's like, yeah, but I had a fun time. You're like, yeah, you did. Yeah, it, it's more in a direct way where you know, people are just dying, and there's a lot of hopelessness sometimes. But it talks, it's talking about like what it's like to be human. So it's something that that matters. So it's got a heavy theme, very heavy themes, uh, but they're very interesting in the way that they are executed. Interesting. And there's multiple characters in the game, which is something that makes it different from Zelda. Um, I mean, Zelda has characters. They just don't really... Uh, playable characters, I mean. Oh, yeah. That's def- very different. Uh, and they have different play styles, different personalities, and it adds a lot of layers. Uh, some of the endings actually come from playing different characters and seeing their perspective on the thing, on what's happening. Uh, and, and that's something that is not a lot of games do that and it's something i really liked that sounds very neat i might have to check it out <laughs> i definitely recommend that i'd also recommend breath of the wild but you know what i'm gonna say near automata 
my favorite game in 2017, and I think it might be better than Breath of the Wild. I mean, I I can't refuse. I can't really refute that, but I'm gonna say I disagree. <laughs> All right. Do, do you have anything like, you know, wrapping up points for? Um. Well, Breath of the Wild is a game that you could play for a very long time. Like, there's tons of side quests you can do. Even after you beat the game, there's still stuff to do inside the game. And it's one of those games where it's it's kind of easy to figure out, but it's pretty difficult to master. Like, there's some character, some baddies that are easy to defeat if you know how, but if you don't know how, it's they're basically impossible. I will say there are some things you can do in Breath of the Wild where. I didn't figure out till about thirty hours in the game or so. Where you like uh, guardians? Uh, no, I mean like uh, just being able to slide on your shield and things like that. Yeah, that's. I, uh, if we're gonna be talking about good things, I guess the one bad thing about Breath of the Wild is it doesn't really teach you things a lot, which I think is also something that you can appreciate. I mean, it's it kind of has you figure stuff out. Well, I mean, some things though, like sliding on your shield, for example, is something that you wouldn't expect to be able to do so teaching it might have been helpful but that's one of the pluses of breath of the wild you, you try something and, and it just works you that's can fair. use the physics of the game you know launch yourself on a rock that's true or yeah there's a lot of fun just stuff works. you can do with uh, physics that, that's what makes breath of the wild great i think mm-hmm. yeah and it's very big like you could go anywhere i i, I will say that your automata doesn't exactly have that but it does have interesting situations where you know, maybe you'll tag something in a certain way, and it's like, wow, I, I didn't expect that to happen. You know, no spoilers, of course, but... <laughs> and you can spoil it. For the listeners at home. I mean, you know. yeah, they're, they're, if you haven't spoiled it so far, I guess don't do it. Yeah, no, 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 no spoilers. Play near Automata, you'll like the interactions. But I, I think that about wraps it up. Do you, do you feel like your decision's been swayed at all, or do you feel like you want to play at least near Automata? I mean, yeah, it sounds interesting. Um... Yeah, I might take a peek. I don't know. It's it's more of a time thing than a thing thing. I mean, yeah, there's a lot of games. I mean, if I had time and money, 100%, yeah, I'd play it. I've actually, yeah, I've wanted to try it for a while, but I just haven't had the resources or the really time for it. I'd recommend both of these games, but... I'd recommend Breath of the Wild more. <laughs> And with that, it seems like we've reached the end of this week's podcast of Video Games Versus. Uh, look down in the podcast description for a link to a poll in which you can vote on who the winner was. We will announce the audience champion on next week's podcast, as well as two new games to debate. See you next time on Video Game Versus. See ya.